I respectfully disagree podcast episode one forty seven. Got a new voice in the building with us today. Uh, hopefully, the end result will show why this podcast was even created. Because I told you all in the beginning, I've always debated sports and had uh, interesting conversations, and I feel like it all started where I was raised. So I got my father on the on the line with us today. How's it going? Good morning, good morning, good morning, son. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, interesting conversation came up uh, over the weekend with Ja Morant, and the second time that he's been under the fire for flashing a gun on social media. I kind of stayed away from it uh, in a sense. But then I got a text message from you, and you said you really didn't care for Shannon Sharp's message yesterday on Undisputed. So I think we're going we gonna to dive in and, and talk about that. Uh, before we get started, though, for those that may not have heard what Shannon Sharp said, I'm going to play it real quick. I said before, the best apologist change behavior. And when he was going through all this diatribe about what he learned about being away from the game, Skip, and how important it was to him, I say, I see better than I hear. I heard everything Josh said. Now, I say, now, moving forward, I'm going to see if the behavior meets what he said. And clear, right on. And so at this point in time, Skip, where I am, I'm not even upset at Josh. I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. I'm not embarrassed. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted by the people that defended him. Because that's what got us here. That's what got us here, Skip. Oh, man, Shadow, you, you hating on Ja. You were Uncle Tom, you Rucker, you Buck I don't know who this is. The same people that yeah. Ja in the comments, yes. that Ja be oh, liking. Oh, these are Twitter Yeah, people. yeah. Skip. Not, not Grizzlies. No, 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 no. no, okay, no. Okay. The, the, the clicks and the okay. mentions and the likes, why he does everything that he does. Skip, I need somebody to tell me the fascination he has with guns and feel that he needs to be on IG. I said. So, you said you don't uh, care for that take. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. I, I, I don't, I don't understand his position on John Morant and how he is conducting his life outside of the court, off the court. His private business, his private life. Uh. I disagree with the premise that John Moran has been targeted because he was seen holding a gun, holding a gun, not pointing at anybody, not threatening anybody, not robbing anybody. He hadn't done anything criminal, has no charges, just holding a gun. I don't understand how, there is a public outcry on him for just holding the gun when every day, 24 hours a day, social media, news, wherever out you use, all we hear about is guns, gun violence, gun possession, right to carry, uh, no permit to carry throughout this whole country. This whole country is about guns. So how do we single out one individual 
because he's a basketball athlete on a higher level, and we use him as our talking point. And with that, there's several layers to this onion that that needs to be peeled back because you originally used the word private life, his personal private life. Nobody would have ever seen that had he not made it public. Now, if this was a, a paparazzi or TMZ or news outlet that's following him around and people are snapping pictures of him and it shows that he's carrying a weapon, which he is entitled to do that. Nobody has ever said that he doesn't have the right to carry a weapon. Pretty sure he's not the only person in the NBA that has a gun on on their person. He's entitled to that. Second Amendment rights. The issue is you sitting in a car with your boys in a driveway. It looked like a suburban neighborhood, a bunch of uh, million-dollar homes in the background. Uh, not sure because you don't have a lot of social media access. But uh, he's standing on top of a Range Rover in the middle of a suburban neighborhood, dancing on top of the car. Why record that if you don't want that in the public eye? A private matter became public because they documented it. He put that out there. Okay, let me respond to a couple points you just you just made. What I meant by private, I don't mean private as in out of sight, uh, behind closed doors. I meant his own personal business, his own personal actions, which he has a right to do whatever he likes. He's of not breaking he any law with Excuse me? I said, of course, he, he has a right to do whatever he wants to. Okay. And what I was going to say was, if he wants to stand on top of his Range Rover or whoever's Range Rover, if they don't have a problem with it, that shouldn't be anybody else's problem. Uh, for as him having a hole in the gun, what's wrong with that? What so, has he done wrong with that when we see people walking around with three or four guns on them at one time? So that goes so, back to the other layer of the onion. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say this, and I'll let you remember what you're going to say. I was going to say this. Let me make it very clear. Number one is I have no social media in, uh, footprint. I'm not uh, on social media. I'm not on Facebook. Um, my kids, my son, I'm talking to now, my other kids, they refer to me as a dinosaur, as a fossil or artifact or something because I'm so far behind the times, and that's okay. I don't mind. I'm 64 years old. Thank God for that. But I do have the 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 benefit of of sixty four years of of learning, of seeing and watching. I, I don't I don't believe in gangs, gang banging, gang violence, gun violence. I'm not even a gun advocate, so I'm not defending guns. But what I am defending is a person's rights to privacy, to being able to live their life and do what they want to do It's not breaking the law without being criticized by the masses. Go ahead. So, like I said, there's there's several layers to peel back, and I'm going to go all the way back to what you said a few minutes ago when you acknowledge that, especially in our community, that there's an issue with gun violence, the perception of guns we can at least admit that we we have a 
a difference in how African-Americans are viewed with guns and how white people are viewed with guns. It's more American for a white person to walk around, show their rifles, deer hunting, and everything else. But if a black person owns a weapon, it comes with a, a negative stereotype. So that's already one aspect of it that doesn't play in his favor. That doesn't mean that he cannot possess a weapon. It shows the manner or the context of which you are flashing your gun or you have this gun is what shines a, a light on whether or not he should have it versus whether or not he shouldn't. Now, the second layer of that, yes, he has the right to own a firearm. No, he did not break any laws in terms of criminal. But he is a representation of the NBA. He's a representation of the Memphis Grizzlies. He's endorsed by Nike. Now, I'm pretty sure there's something in those those fine prints or those contracts that says that any type of behavior that they may deem uh that they don't agree with it don't align with their views or how they want to conduct their company. That's where he can be scrutinized or that's where he can be punished at. So this goes all the way back to when he first done it the first time they suspended him. He got on TV with Jalen Rose and issued all this apology and he had time to, to think about his actions and he holds himself accountable even after they just lost in the playoffs the other week, he stood on the podium and said that his actions is part of the reason why the team may not have been focused. That's neither here nor there. I'm not here to discuss the basketball part of it. I'm here to discuss the fact that he acknowledged it. And then you turn around two weeks later and here you go again. Like you do realize that he has an influence on kids so it goes back to the neighborhood and the crime and everything else that you already have acknowledged. You don't think that that hurts the situation? Okay. You have uh, made a couple of points in, in your soliloquy there. And so I, I want I want to address a, a couple of those. The first one would be race and guns. And you made the point, which is obvious, that there's two Americas. There's a white America and there's a black America. That's undeniable. The evidence has been already proven. It's documented. And anybody with, with, with three cents can understand and see what's happening in this country and has been happening ever since it's, it, 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 it's inception. So my thing is this, just because I'm of another race, don't mean I'm supposed to be treated any different than any other race. So if a black man has a gun and a white man has a gun, you look at the white person a different way than you look at the black person. That's all. That's where you starting off wrong right there. But I'm telling you the context matters. If John Morant got on a video, it was like, yeah, I'm out here hunting in my off season, doing whatever we doing. I'm pretty sure nobody would have a problem with that. That's my opinion. But what I'm saying to you is if I'm sitting around in a car with just me and my guys and we sitting here banging rap music and all the lyrics that they're listening to was talking about flashing guns and everything else, 
you trying to tell me that 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 ain't a something that should be looked at in a negative light coming from a professional athlete that has the the superstar label placed on him all the way to the point to where he has signature shoes, kids is asking for his jerseys. He's a household name. Okay. Now, what you just said brought something to my mind, and, and you and I have had this conversation privately before several times over the years, and I'm going to go to it again right now. You said something a while ago, and this is all a fact. The NBA is a separate and private entity. And like any other entities, like uh, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, even down to your corporations, such as, and I'm going to use my own experience, with with Goodyear. I'm a Goodyear retiree. I've I've got retired from Goodyear. Mm -hmm. And I understand that when I went to work for Goodyear, I had to follow all the bylaws and all of the uh, stipulations that our collective bargaining agreement, which is a CBA collective bargaining agreement, had in its in its in its in its in its wording. I understood that I had to abide by whatever the Goodyear set in writing, and we agreed to. I had to I had to abide by those things. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, when you work at Goodyear. If you catch a felony, Goodyear gets involved because you can't have a felony and work for Goodyear. And so Goodyear has, Go ahead. So okay, but I'm saying I'm using my company as, as a talking point. So Goodyear had hired a a a a special position office or or whatever you want to call it team that would scour the newspapers, the court uh, 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 dockets to see who all that worked for Goodyear had been charged or hadn't been charged. And when they found a person that had been charged, then they, they dealt with them for felonies. And if it came back, you got terminated. Okay. You lose your job because you went against company policy. I, I get that part. I, I get that part. Right. Conduct policy detrimental to the company. I get that part. I'm supposed to, but, but listen, again, felony is a criminal. That's a criminal charge. I can understand a company or anybody or any entity, NBA, NFL, whatever. Nobody wants to have a charge criminal on their payroll. I get that part. Felony criminal act. I get that part. Misdemeanor, no problem. It doesn't constitute determination. So I don't know what's in the writing that the NBA, CBA, uh, the NBA uh, collective bargaining agreement holds. I don't know that. I'm not for sure. But what I want to address right now when I'm talking to you is this, and I'm going to ask you this question. So when I start working for Goodyear or someone starts in the NBA or NFL or wherever, Humana, whatever you want to say. Does that company own that person? Of course not. Okay, then. So if you don't own me, you you don't own me. I only work for you X amount of hours a day. Once I clock out and I go home, I'm not on the company clock. 
I'm on my own. And if I choose to go to a club or go to wherever I want to go, if I want to hold a gun or two guns, that's my business. And it shouldn't be me having to uh, 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 explain what I did or why I did it. I'm not on company property. I haven't caught a charge. And it's my private business. So I don't get the point about uh, I have influence, or I do so-and-so, a person that's so-and-so. That company don't own me. You don't own me. I'm not your property to where you can uproot my life or, or, or punish me because you feel like I'm not living the way you want me to live. I, I don't get that part right there. Help me with that. So first of all, I got to hit the button on you. I disagree. I respectfully disagree with your original notion in terms of it does not matter if you off the clock. I'm off today. I don't have to work today. And we having this conversation. So depending what I'm depending on what I'm sitting here talking about, if I say anything that the company may deem as detrimental to their views or anything that they may not agree with, I can be terminated for having this conversation. And I'm not on the clock. Nobody is saying John Morant can't be human. Nobody is saying John Morant cannot carry a firearm. But what I'm saying to you is, at the end of the day, you cannot eliminate the fact that he is a NBA superstar. You don't get to just say, you know what? Damn being influential. Damn being all that. Because if that were the case, why are you signing the endorsement deals? Why do you want the check from Nike? Why do you want your signature shoe? Peyton wants a pair of John Morant's. Peyton wants a John Morant jersey. He sits down and watches Memphis Grizzly games. Now, going back to the social media aspect of it, every child in America got a phone now at 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. So if they see John Morant sitting around flashing a gun, sitting in strip clubs and doing this and doing that, you're trying to tell me that that ain't going to have a factor on how they view life or may entice them to want to go out and carry a gun because they see John Morant doing it? That's that's not even – come on now. We got to be realistic at some point. That's what the conversation is. Nobody okay. caught him doing anything wrong. Nobody accused him of doing anything wrong. It's like, bro, you are in, you're doing this to yourself. If you care about your image and how you are viewed in households, then you wouldn't even think about, oh, I can go to the club and hold two guns if I want to. They don't own me. What would be your reasoning for holding two guns? Why are you putting yourself in that environment? Especially coming from Memphis. We all know what Memphis represents. And right now, Memphis is by far one of the worst cities in the country compared to in years past when I was growing up. Memphis, you, we, we all knew what Memphis was about, but it wasn't to the level of where it is now. And then one of your, your biggest stars in the city who might shine some ray of hope on the community, he out here partaking in the same activities as the rest of the city? That don't make sense. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. But I want to go back to something you said a while ago, and before I do that, I want to I want to I want to ask you a question. I want your opinion about. So, in your opinion, when I use the term, they act like they own me. What does it mean to you if someone says they own a person? They control what, 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 you, right? 
and not only control you, they control everything that you do. Right? Okay. So according to what you just said about your own company, that you're off today, but they control what you say, even even, even though you're off, they control your speech. They do not control my speech. What I'm saying to you is I have the freedom to say whatever I want to. If somebody reports this back to my job and my views don't align with their views, then they have the right as a company to terminate me. Because guess what? I work for them. They don't work for me. John Morant works for the Memphis Grizzlies, which is an umbrella under the NBA. So not only can the Memphis Grizzlies punish him or suspend him, then he has to have a conversation with the NBA. So what I'm saying to you is these are self-inflicted wounds. Nobody's controlling him. Nobody's made him feel like he can't carry a weapon. At the end of the day, he's not you. As a professional athlete, you either have to have security or you have to have a weapon. What is the point of showing it off in a car full of dudes jumping up and down on the top of a Range Rover for social media? Now, at the end of the day, at some point, we have to call a spade a spade and hold people accountable for their actions. If he doesn't do that, Stephen A. don't know nothing about it. Shannon Sharpnam don't know nothing about it. And they would have opened up yesterday's show talking about the games that that transpired over the weekend instead of John Morant. Okay. So let me let me let me throw this at you right here, okay? And this is a this is a this is kind of like a, a, a question. So when is it that a company now you just said they don't own me, but if they hear you your conversation, they can terminate you. I don't I don't I don't quite get the difference. And how you figure that ain't on you? If I sat down on this podcast and I spit out a bunch of rhetoric that aligns with racism, hate speech, anything that goes uh, along with uh, going against human rights and things of that nature, and if my company feels that they don't want to be aligned or associated or attached to anything that comes from my mouth, then they have the obligation to terminate me. That doesn't impede my freedom of speech. I'm still able to say whatever it is I want to say, but guess what? I don't have the right to work for them because my views don't align with theirs. That's the same way with anything that they sit on, on any television show and say, you have a thin line of, of what you can and can't say unless you own it. Okay, then I'm gonna I'm let me let me let me give this to you and maybe give you something to think about. So, how is it that I can say something? Right, I'm free to. You said there's a freedom of speech. I can say what I want to. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna use the word free, F R E E. If I'm free to say and do what I want to that's not breaking the law, then why should there be any consequences? Because at the end of the day, I work for an employer. And if they don't agree with my point of view, 
then because I work for them, they have the ability to say, you know what? We no longer want you here in a part of this company. So there's a consequence for my actions. Well, it sounds like to me that it's a consequence. And I think your words were, if your opinion didn't match theirs, correct it ain't me if about I'm wrong. matching. What I'm saying to you, I said a line. You said agree with. You I said, said a line. With. I used the word a line. Okay. I think that's kind of like agree with. Not necessarily, because at the end of the day, I told you, I can sit on here and say, if this, you know what? I ain't even got to use no hypotheticals. Let's use Kyrie Irving. Let's sidetrack just a little bit. Let's use Kyrie Irving. They felt that Kyrie Irving's sharing that link to that movie and everything else aligned with him and hate speech towards Jews. And as a result of that, he lost his Nike contract, caught a lot of backlash within the organization. So there were consequences for that because they didn't align with his viewpoints. Does it make sense now? Well, I'm going to stick with the Kyrie Irving part. Okay. How is it that how they interpreted his speech may not be what his intention was? And he explained that. that. Okay, then. So what I'm saying is, just because you want to interpret it a certain way and I work for you, don't make the way you think exactly how it was. But at the end of the day, he represents Nike. And if Nike felt that that was uh, detrimental to the Jewish community and that they didn't want to align with the, with the athlete that may have any kind of opinions or anything that can be misconstrued towards the Jewish community, then they have the, ability to end that relationship in which they did. So what I'm saying to you is nobody told Kyrie Irving that he wasn't free to watch any kind of movie or say whatever he wanted to on his public platform because he's continued to do so even after which afterwards, but guess what? He's no longer a representation of Nike. Those are the consequences for your actions. Nobody said that I can't sit on my podcast and say whatever I want to. I'm saying that I have to be mindful of what I say to make sure that I'm not sitting on this this platform spewing out a bunch of nonsense, anything that's not backed up factual, and giving my opinion on certain things and, and discussing certain groups of people and just spinning out an opinion that's just foolish just because I have the freedom to say so. Going back okay. to John Morant in the Second Amendment rights, Everybody in this country, depending on what state you're in, has the ability to carry a weapon, to buy a gun, open carry. Tennessee's open carry, correct? Tennessee and a more and a lot more. Not so what I'm that. saying to you is that's fine. Nobody said that he cannot walk around with a gun on his person. What is the point of turning on a camera? And recording yourself, like you're not even in a situation where you're needing to use a gun, so you're just being young and dumb. That was the excuse that they gave him the first time. He's young. He made a mistake. You follow that up two weeks afterwards, and you do it again. Okay, okay. Maybe Maybe we should clarify 
one word here. What was his mistake? What was his mistake? Yeah. The second time? This this is this this most recent time? Anytime. The mistake that the he made time. was the first time. The first time, the first time. The first time. The mistake that he made was turning his phone on in a strip club for the whole world to see. At the end of the day, John Morant, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Okay. John Morant has millions of followers, half of which are kids. Even if he didn't brandish a weapon, you're in the middle of a nightclub with naked women all around you. What in the hell would be the reason for turning that on to show the whole world where you at? Okay. So I'm going to address a couple of things right here. Okay. And this may be my, uh, 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 age speaking right now, but I'm of this, I'm of this nature thought process. And I've got three sons, Adrian, Kevin, Dominic Harper. At no point in my life, raising my sons up, did I think that they should look to a professional athlete or somebody on TV or some celebrity or somebody famous as a role model. My thought process is that the role model is your parents, your mother and your father. They're the ones you live with. They're the ones you're around. They're the ones who are teaching you, should be teaching you the way of life. Religious, religion, the whole gambit. I don't agree with NBA players just because they reach a higher level of success that they become role models or patterns for someone to follow. I don't agree with that premise. An NBA athlete is not a role model for me, nor did I have them as an idea for a role model for, for my kids. Is that not correct in your situation? I share the same thoughts, but I do have some pushback because in a, in a certain sense, I agree, but I slightly disagree in terms of do you feel like a role model and someone that's influential is the same? Okay. Now, this right here may go into an area where some people are uncomfortable and some people just don't want to have this conversation. But I'm going to put it in there against all odds. To me, the only role model that I have is Jesus Christ. He's the only thing and only person that I want to be like or act like or think like or live like. And if I'm not mistaken, that's according to Bible scripture for those who believe. That's my standpoint on that. But it doesn't answer the question. Man, let me finish one second. Let me finish this thought and you can say what you're going to say. There is not a human being, male or female, on this planet that I want to be like. Not a human being on this earth that I want to be like or my kids to be like except the image of Christ. And that may sound hard, 
for, for this generation and the last generation and the generation to come to understand, but that's also Bible. But there is no human person that I want my kid to look to or be influenced by other than me, other than Christ and myself. Go ahead. So you know that that's a fair assessment, and I'm gonna push the button. Not in terms of of what you said in regards to the Bible or anything like that, but uh, in terms of you saying that that you wasn't influenced or wanted to be like anybody, you can say that now as an adult. But you do realize that there are there's plenty of photos and and album books and everywhere else showing the the afros, uh, the fishnet shirts, and everything else. That comes up from the era, the times that we live in. All young minds are influenced by someone or something. We can't deny that. I, lot, I don't. I, I don't disagree with that. No. So that's why I said to you, a role model and someone that's influential to me are not the same. And I'm saying okay. that you you mentioned me and my other siblings. We'll stick with me. By the time I was in the sixth and seventh grade, when you walked through that bedroom at 308 North Washington, it was pictures of who hung up all over the wall and all over the doors. Who was who was there? Do you recall? Refresh my memory. Go ahead. Allen Iverson. I, and, you know, I know I still got his jersey. I still, I still got it here at the house that you left and hanging up. Yeah, go ahead. So, number in, three. In my teenage years, Allen Iverson was influential. All the way to the point to where I had almost every jersey, I had almost every pair of shoes. Why do you think I went and grew my hair out? By the time I had braids, and by the time, by the time that era came through, almost every little black boy in Clinton had braids. You don't think that was not influenced by what we was looking at watching NBA? Okay. Now, let me pose this thought to you and, and tell me how you think. Is there a difference between influence and fashion? I think they go hand in hand. I, I think, I, okay, I, I, the question was, is there a difference in uh, uh, definition to influence and fashion? Of course, it's two two different meanings. Of course. So what I'm saying to you is that braids wasn't a new thing. I had braids when I was growing up. For you that time period, with- we were watching Allen Iverson. And when Allen Iverson started growing his hair out, every little black boy across the country was doing it. All That's right, influence. Let me, let me say this right here, though, again. All right. Listen to me closely, okay? I'm wearing braids. Before Alvin Iverson, and I think I'm older than him, before Alvin Iverson got famous. There's people wearing braids way before Alvin Iverson started growing his hair and wearing braids. Nobody said he was the originator. Okay, then. So what I'm saying to you is that he had no influence on her style. For, For your age group? No, I'm saying at the time, Alvin Iverson was just doing what everybody else was doing. Nobody else had that. On the basketball court, that's not true. I'm I'm not listen, hold on for a second. I'm not talking about okay, what okay, let me ask you this. 
Are you saying that Aaron Harrison was the only person in the NBA wearing braids? Yes. Okay. What I'm saying to you is this, and I'll give you that. I'm not saying that you're wrong about that. I don't know. I would like to see some research on that to put it in black and white just to, just to get a definite answer so that we won't be dealing with just personal opinion. I'm, I'm wanting to, to deal with facts. Basically, but you but you because, do realize that that is a fact. Like, Allen Iverson is a cultural icon. Why do you think they started changing the dress code and everything else? Because he had a chokehold on a lot of the young African-American kids in this country because everybody started looking like Allen Iverson. Hell, I went through it myself, and you know that. I ain't going to dump off into them weeds because that's a whole other conversation. Right. But I had but a whole issue just, on my own basketball team for having cornrows. But let me address what you just said again, okay? And and I'm not going to go into black and white. I'm just going to go into society as a whole, okay? Society as a whole. So what I saw happen with Aaron Iverson was, was that the culture in the NBA was – and, 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 and I'm trying to get the right word for this, but the culture in the NBA was more of a majority opinion than a minority opinion being followed, right? In terms of what? In terms of the NBA was more white then than it is now. Nah. Allen Iverson was what? drafted in 96. What are you talking about? I'm saying to you, Okay, that it was more white NBA basketball stars in the NBA than it is today. It was more than it is today, of course, for sure. Okay, then. Okay, let me finish. So you got more white athletes playing during that time period, and they had more influence, David Stern on how the NBA was going to be run and he was going to run it like he saw it from their perspective. Aaron Iverson came along with the minority perspective, the big gold medallion, the braids, the baggy jeans. That was an image that everybody in the uh, urban area was about. Aaron Iverson didn't bring braids to town. He didn't bring saggy pants to town. He didn't bring medallions to town. He brought it to the NBA. And that's the part that that you're leaving out and that you're trying to brush over. And that's the whole point of the conversation as it correlates to Ja Morant. We're not talking about outside of basketball. We're talking about the influence that he brought to the NBA, to basketball, to the eyes that are viewing basketball. A lot of right. young kids, especially African-American males, they're glued to the TV watching basketball and football. That's where the influence comes from. Okay. I understand that when you watch something on TV, it may become something that you go out of your door and try to input, implement in your life. I get that part. But what I'm saying to you is, Aaron Iverson didn't come along and change the game in the NBA. He didn't do nothing to change how basketball is played. What he did was the image. Okay? 
before before Iverson came along, I don't even know if they were showing players as they came into the tunnel coming to the game. I, I don't really recall them emphasizing what they were. No, nah, that was always there because yeah, we was watching Jordan come in with them big baggy suits on and everything else. Like I lived during that time period. I saw it. I watched it. Right, right. But what I'm saying is to you is this. We didn't see different – we didn't see NBA players – okay, let me ask you this. When we watch NBA today, don't they have a segment that shows all the different fashions that these guys are wearing coming to the game? Yes. Right? Yes. So why would we – why do they center or bring more attention to what the guys look like coming in? Because guess what? It's a business, and that's called marketing. So whatever okay. these athletes, hold on, hold on, hold on. So whatever these athletes got on, people, as soon as they see it, they go look it up. The next thing they do, if it's affordable, they go buy it. So then come Monday morning, now they got on whatever uh, Kevin Durant or John Moran or P.J. Tucker, whatever they wore to the game, now they can walk out <laughs> to wherever they going and say that now they got it too, which means that they had an influence on the outside world and the consumer and what they're buying and, and, and putting on or carrying or listening to it matters. And you know what? I cannot disagree with what you just said. As a matter of fact, the word you use is correct influence, but what did it influence? Huh? How I wanted to look. It influenced my image. How I wanted to look. Okay. Right. Okay. You agree. Okay. So, yeah, everything influences your decision making. Everything in life influences your decision making, right? Okay. So I can't stop and tell you that a person influences my thought process because let me ask you this: Was Iron Iverson in all kind of trouble? In all, I ain't gonna say trouble, but wasn't he still? In the hood, when he was playing in the NBA, yeah, which is well, why the NBA having, tried to do what they done to him. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, didn't he have off the court in incidences in the NBA? Of course, involving guns, involving the police. Of course. Okay, then. So what we just talked about a while ago was when you break the law, we understand there's going to be consequences. But a person who hadn't broke the law, who hadn't done anything wrong, who hadn't done anything except go against what the owner thinks I should be like, uh, I, I find that to be wrong for thinking. But but the part that you're leaving out, and maybe we'll just have to agree to disagree. Had he not done that, then the Memphis Grizzlies, the owner, the NBA, you or I would have known. So what is the point? What is the point? All right. So my question to you would be this. So because I know it, so what? You can't. Because I know it, so what? So, so, so here's the part that, again, and you just acknowledged it. We just said it. We just said it. People are easily influence we consider and say that as a parent my wife and my and myself can sit down and tell our kids all day long 
Don't worry about what people do on TV. Don't worry about what people do on social media. You don't need to be influenced or bothered by that. Don't be trying to copy anybody else. But guess what? Aubrey's heading into middle school next year. She's going to hear and see all kinds of things. I've already prepared myself to see her change in terms of what some of her likes and dislikes may be or how she wants to dress or things that she wants to type uh, wear in terms of type of brands and things of that nature. Because guess what? That's just human nature, bro. Like that's reality. And you're trying to tell us to forget about reality just so John Morant can flash a gun in his car with no consequences, with no backlash behind it. He can ride around Memphis all day long showing his gun, bro. You don't have to show the rest of the world. Okay. And this is where I want to, I'm going to bring this to, to, to a real necessary topic. Constitution, United States constitution, right? Okay. Which has more authority, the constitution or the NBA bylaws? His constitutional rights supersede anything the NBA has in place. Anything, uh, anything. I don't give a damn. Excuse my friends. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's the NBA, NFL, uh, baseball. I don't care who it is. Hockey. I don't care who it is. Humana, Goodyear, whatever. If you violate my constitutional rights, we're going to have a problem. Right? Who violated his constitutional rights? All right. This is the part where I'm getting at right now. He has a constitutional right to own a gun. Right. Nobody's denied that. He has a He has a constitutional right to hold his gun. Right. Hold it wherever he wants. He can sleep with it. Do whatever he wants. He to. has a constitutional right to put his to put him and his gun on his platform, on Instagram, whatever he's paying for. Right. He can do whatever he wants to. I'm saying he has a constitutional right that he's allowed to do that without consequences. He can record or do whatever on his social media. That's his. Because what I'm going to say, and I'm going to go back to job. What I see happening here is they are flirting with his constitutional rights. Just because. How? I'm about to tell you. Just because you see me holding a gun. No, let let me start it out with this. You live in Louisville, right? I sure do. And give us some thought for a moment. When you go out on the average, how many times, how many people do you average see carrying a gun? It's everywhere. Open. It's everywhere. Open. Everywhere. Everywhere. Anything happening to them? They're not uh, multimillionaires in the NBA. No, 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 no. Is anything happening to them? Who's going to who's gonna give them a consequence for their action? Answer the question first. I am answering. you asking, it, did anything happen to them? And I'm saying, by who? I don't know these people. So who would be the person that would be able to say, you know what? I saw Johnny at Walmart today with a gun on his hip. So when Johnny comes back to work, he's going to have to answer to that. Nobody's going to know Johnny had a gun on his hip unless Johnny walks around going live, showing himself walking down the grocery aisle with holding a gun while he's picking up lettuce. Okay. And I'm, and this is what I'm going to say to you. All right. On my pushback, 
just because Johnny didn't put it on Instagram, he's still in the store carrying a gun. Which is not against the law. Okay, then, so what did he do wrong? At the end of the day, he didn't do nothing wrong in terms of breaking a law. If the Memphis no. organization says that we don't want that image, then they have the right to suspend him. You work okay. for somebody. Okay. He didn't break any. They didn't uh, break any of his constitutional rights. Okay, and what I'm saying to you is this right here. Okay, and I don't know what the CBA says in their bylaws about this, but what I do hear right here is is that. They act like that because he's a grizzly that his constitutional rights have been thwarted or they don't no longer exist. That's not true because you hear about every NFL athlete, every NBA athlete, any baseball athlete riding around with a gun on their person. Some of them have been pulled over for speeding and they find a firearm in the car. So if they're in a state where they're not supposed to have it, then guess what? It becomes a a news headline. Such and such was arrested in possession of a firearm. Because he broke the law. So what I'm saying to you is that John Moran is not the only athlete that has a gun. Nobody is taking away his rights to have a gun. He can do whatever the hell he pleases. What I'm saying to you is not only did you, you just miss eight games for the same exact reason. And then you're going to get out and do it again. And y'all are really going to sit there and, and still defend it. Okay. Now, let's let's get into some, some current thinking here, okay? And let me give you a little hypothetical here. Haven't we seen in our court system countless times where individuals have been wrongfully incarcerated to find out down the road years later that they were innocent of any wrongdoing? And all this whole time, they done been locked up put in jail because of opinion. Okay. What? Correlate that to this conversation. Go ahead. Okay, then. So what I'm saying to you is that there's a court system and there's a social media system, right? Okay. So which court is he in? The court system or the social media court system? He's not in any court system. That's my point. So if I'm not in no court system, who in the hell is, and excuse my French again, because I'm supposed to be the elder here. Who in the world is supposed to hold my feet to the fire? Now, let me say this again, because I'm not, I'm not denying that he agreed when he signed that contract to whatever's in it. I'm not privy to that. I'm just speaking on as a citizen, as a United States citizen individual. If I get a gun and I go out and I post it on Instagram, what am I doing wrong? I didn't shoot it. I didn't point it at nobody. I'm holding it. It's mine. What have you got against that, NBA? You represent my company wherever the hell you at. So if that ain't nothing that I won't represent in my company, then guess what? I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. So what I'm saying to you is, and, and we're going we're gonna to dive into another conversation. Like I said, we can continue this conversation after after this right here. We can stay on the phone or whatever and and continue to talk. But what I'm saying to you is, this is a whole other dynamic that I have an issue with. This is personal. 
And when I did my episode on John Morant the first time, I kind of caught some backlash and some people was defending it. And you, you skate that thin line of being called a, a uncle Tom or whatever the case need be. But what I'm saying to you is why is it that in our community, we will try to defend and go to bat for something that we already know is going to come with a, a negative stereotype. and makes us all look bad. Why would we try to justify riding around in a neighborhood that definitely don't even, what reason would you have to have a gun in the neighborhood that he was in? And you sitting around jumping up and down on vehicles and they're like, that's foolish. It looks stupid. He can do whatever he wants to. It looks stupid. It makes African-Americans look dumb as hell. Okay. And you know what? Everybody's entitled to their opinion. You are. I am. Why come John Moran ain't? Why come John Moran ain't what? Entitled to his own opinion. What about that is opinionated? Okay. You said... Him riding around, right, okay. with a gun, with a gun. No, that's not what I said. I said him riding around in the suburbs, parked outside a million-dollar home. He's sitting in a driveway. If he was riding around Memphis, going through different little local neighborhoods and this and that, then quite frankly, one would assume that he needs to have something on him just in case somebody had the audacity to try to rob him or do anything. I don't know how much you are familiar with rap music and things like that, But I I listened to young Dolph, who's from Memphis, who was murdered in Memphis, walking into a bakery to get some cookies. So somebody of that stature who's got diamonds and driving around in $100,000 cars and everything of that nature, if you're just going to be riding around cruising, then you have to have something on you to protect yourself. That's why I'm saying to you, nobody said he cannot have a gun. But when you're walking around a strip club and you're standing outside parked in in a driveway, that's foolish to just be sitting around brandishing a weapon for what? Who are you trying to pretend to be? Let me ask you a question right quick, and I'm going to use this hypothetical right here, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm real curious about how you're going to respond to this. Suppose, in this hypothetical, that John Morant put on Instagram, and he's got on an orange hunting hat, camouflage gear, and a 30 odd 6 standing outside a deer stand with a 15-point buck. No, not even a 15-point buck. Just standing outside with a gun, a deer rifle, a 30 odd 6 in his possession with hunting clothes on and an orange hat. We we still be getting this same reaction. Nobody would care at all. So do you not understand what what that image is? What is it? Who wears orange hats, camouflage, and carries a deer rifle. A hunter. And and who does more hunting, deer hunting, in this country? I would assume Caucasians. I, I still don't right. get where you're going. Where are you going? I'm, I'm going with this. You just told me there would nothing be done about it if he was if he was sporting the outdoors, uh, 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 camouflage, orange hat, hunting deer, uh, hunting deer uh, I mean, having a deer rifle and a hunting hat on. That's acceptable. If John Morant was standing in the middle of the woods with an orange hat on and camouflaged, then one would assume that he's out there hunting. No, I don't. No, I, I, 
I ain't, ain't got to be in the middle of the woods. Just take a picture of him with that on. So if he was if he was in the car the other day with camouflage on and he's still rapping uh, gangster rap lyrics, talking about brandishing weapons, and he held the gun, I'm pretty sure he would have the same backlash. If that's the picture that you're trying to paint, I, my apologies if I misunderstood uh, your hypothetical. So you telling me because of the lyrics of what was being played, I'm telling you guilty? that the image that he's portraying. You're sitting in a car rapping to an artist that promotes gun violence and murder and everything else. The dude that he's listening to is currently on house arrest and been on house arrest for gun charges and shooting at people and drugs and everything else. So if I am a person that represents the Memphis Grizzlies, not only am I paying attention to what he's listening to, because that also is an advertisement. How many people went to listen to what he was listening to that day who may not have known anything about it? So not only are you influencing people in terms of what they're listening to, now you're mimicking the same person that's putting this content out here and you're a representation of my organization. Guess what, John Morant? If you don't work for me no more, you can sit in your car and promote all the bullshit you want to. Excuse my language. But as long as you put on a Memphis Grizzlies uniform, guess what? If you do something that I don't like, you got to walk into my office. Okay. Again, and this is how I keep coming back to this. Okay. Just because I work for you, don't mean I got to do whatever you like or act like so you guess want what? me. To... Then you don't have to work for me. But guess right, what? Well, John Morris saying... signed a contract. So guess what? He's got to go by it. He's got to go by it, or guess what? They have the right to terminate the contract, and now he don't get nothing, which is what everybody's trying to say. Y'all are coming to his defense. Nobody gives a shit about the gun. People are saying, bro, how foolish can you be to sit here and put $200 million at risk? Okay. We keep talking. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. We keep talking about generational wealth and changing this narrative about African-Americans and trying to figure out ways to, to help each other get out of the ghetto and get out of this and get out of that. And then when we see somebody who has the ability to help change that and help influence these kids, give them some kind of ray of hope. He's doing the same stuff that they can go look out their window and see every day. They don't need John Morant to show them that. They can walk down the street and see the same thing. So now not only are they getting it in a local neighborhood, now they're getting it on TV from who history has shown kids look up to these players. Whether you want to look at them as role models or not, kids look up to professional athletes. Okay, I've got a couple of things I want to say about that. Do you remember a, year, a few years ago when they had this commercial and Charles Barkley was on there? Of course. And he told them, and he told them, he told the kids, "I'm not your role model." Of course. A, a professional athletes are not your role model. Now, if a child wants to make an athlete his role model, to me, that goes back to parenting. Why are you letting your kids? Make a role model out of somebody on TV instead of you. Nobody's questioning that. Okay, then. So what I'm saying to you is simply this right here. All right? And this is the part what I was trying to make about Ja. All right? So say Ja goes out to Las Vegas and loses $5 million gambling. Okay. Is anybody worried about his loss? No, nah, nobody told him to gamble $5 million. 
Okay, then. So why is it anybody's business what John Moran loses if he don't mind? Because at the end of the day, he lost it by doing something foolish. I'm asking the question to you. If he don't have a problem with it, who in the hell else can have a problem with it? So obviously he don't have a problem with it because he done it a second time. So guess That's what? My point. So guess what? When the Memphis Grizzlies terminate that damn contract, then you can't come back and oh, that's racism and they doing that because he's black. That's bullshit. Excuse my language. Okay, okay. Let me ask you this: Do you think if, this, if the Memphis Grizzlies let him go, you think his NBA career is over? It's gonna be hard. Do you think his career is over? It may not be over, but it's gonna be harder. Do you, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's going to be that hard? I mean, history's shown that it's going to be harder. Uh, it's a lot of athletes you, that possess. Hold on, it's a lot of athletes that possess a ton of talent, but because of their stupid decisions off the field or off the court, they had a hard time landing a job. And if they did land one, they had to take the bare minimum. So then here y'all come again. Oh, man, they trying to lowball him. And they trying to like, no, bro, your decisions matter. At the end of the day, why do we not want to hold each other accountable? Okay, let me ask you a question, okay? And this is kind of contradictory. You remember, and you may not remember this, but you remember when the Dallas Cowboys was in their fame and glory days? And you may not remember, but you can look it up, though. How many years? How many NFL players was on that Dallas Cowboy team that had serious, serious off-the-field issues involving the police? I don't know. You got to enlighten me on that. Three or four. One guy ran over somebody, killed him. Uh, uh, Haley, another guy, uh, was had all kind of issues involving the police. Didn't the Cowboys still keep them? Didn't they still play and win a title? With all them, with all that baggage, when they still on the field, i.e. Michael Irvin, i.e. Lawrence Taylor, i.e. Uh, 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 quarterback for the Jets, Joe Namath, when they still wearing the jersey. If somebody's willing to take a risk on it, yeah. Wait a minute. What was the risk? What's the risk? You tell me. You, I mean, what is the point that you're trying to make? Like, what are you saying? The point I'm trying to make is the point I'm trying to make is this: is that there's been athletes who've done that off the field, off the off the, off the court, off the field issues all through history, and they kept them. They kept them. So how is it all of a sudden John Moran supposed to be terminated? No. So first, of stop, 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 stop. Because you're using okay. a word and you're using a narrative that nobody has painted. Nobody has ever said that the Memphis Grizzlies should get rid of John Morant. So that's we're not even going to paint that picture because that is nowhere near anything that I said. I said to you that this is the second time. I'm pretty sure he's going to get some kind of form of suspension or some kind of something that's longer than eight games. That's your second time doing this. I'm pretty sure they're going to tell him if it's a third time, you may face a year suspension or we may terminate your contract. And I'm saying to you, these are self-inflicted wounds. Nobody has told John Morant that he cannot own a gun. And again, 
you can water it down to I blame the parents for being a role model. You can't change the fact that he's an influential person. You can't wash that away. So if okay. he's if he's mindful of the influence that he has, nobody's telling him that he has to care because obviously he doesn't. But what I'm saying to you is he may not care, but guess what? The consequences are going to be that of somebody who does care. If you don't care okay. about your image, then we care about the image that you have on our organization. Okay. Let me ask you a question, okay? And this is real talk. And you are worried like I am. We in the fifth month, right? Okay. Uh, of 23, right? Okay. You see on TV the statistics on how many school shootings we done had, right? Okay. Hold on, Asian. Hold on one second. How many school shootings we done had, right? Okay. And uh, uh, how many people done got killed and died from gunfire at the school? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Public outcry, right? Yep. So, what's being done about that? People are taking to the streets. People are trying to protest. Hell, hopefully everybody got up and voted today. No, but what I'm saying is what's being done about it? Politicians ain't doing nothing about it. Okay, then. So, you ain't doing nothing about all these little young kids getting killed at school by AR-15s, by crazy-ass white boys, with AR-15 guns, and you going to tell me that we're going to punish John Moran for holding his own gun? Ain't nobody telling you to hold him to no higher standard than no damn politician. And I definitely ain't finna sit here and wait for no politician to come in and police our community to help stop some of this violence that's going on. I'm not talking about politicians. I'm talking about the authorities, the, the, the principalities. The, the principalities is at the end of the day, bro, I don't care about a politician because a politician is not the most influential person in a black community. John Moran has more influence than a, than a politician does. What do you mean? What about social media? And he damn sure has more influence on social media than any politician. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm going to agree with his influence. The only influence I see that he has and Steph Curry and people like that have, it's how people try to play the game. Bro. Boys, how they live their life and how they look and how they act. I don't see nobody trying to mimic, imitate how he acts. So, again, that's where you need to really sit down and understand. Like, we literally just 30 minutes ago, and I use myself as an example everything Allen Iverson done outside of having a body full of tattoos, we tried to copy that. Not only did we try to copy his crossover and what we saw him do on the basketball court, but we tried to look like Allen Iverson. Half the young players in the NBA have acknowledged that they tried to look like Allen Iverson, which is why the NBA instituted a dress code to try to prevent people from coming to the NBA, rocking throwback jerseys and football jerseys and everything else. I know you remember that because I sat there and watched the games with you. And you know what? I was telling you then, if you recall, that that's pure racism. So, again, they've let go of that because I agree with you. You're taking somebody's culture or their identity and you're trying to make them conform to what makes you feel comfortable. Cool. Dress how you want to dress. Wear your hair how you want to. Man, it's all kind of hairstyles on the NBA court now. 
But you're trying to tell right. me that now we're going to go all the way to the extreme to where they should just let all the athletes run around with guns and throw them up in the air, jump on top of cars, do just go run amok. And that's the product that we want to present to the rest of the world. The NBA is a global product. And trust me, I understand. It's in Africa. It's all around the world. But what I'm saying to you is this right here. He's not doing this on the court. He's not doing this as uh, 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 before he gets to the game. He's on his own private time. So what I'm saying to you is, had he not done it, had he not recorded it, we would not know. Turn your phone off is the only solution to this situation, and he can do whatever he wants to. Turn your phone off. John Moran well, ain't the only athlete that go to a strip club and blow money and got women dancing all around him with the floor covered in $50,000 worth of ones. He's not the first, nor will he be the last. Turn your phone off. Question to you. Will we be getting this if this was Dylan Brooks? Will we be getting this if this was Dylan Brooks? What do you mean? Would it be a public outcry about Dylan Brooks splashing a gun? It wouldn't be the, to the, to this magnitude, I don't I don't think. That's my point. Guess why? That's my point. Guess why? Dylan Brooks don't have the influence that John Morant does. Okay. So let me get if I see this <laughs> right. Let me see if I get this right. So the more money you make, hold on, let me let me answer this phone, okay? Can I do that? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hello. I'm sorry, man. I had to, I had to take that call. I'm sorry. No, uh, ain't no problem. Right. Either way, though. And, and uh, you know what? I'm glad that you are bringing up these points right here. But th this is and this is the point what I'm trying to make. This is why this is rubbing me the wrong way, because I'm seeing this from a different view. OK. And I'm just going to tell you how I'm seeing this. And, and this and I'm not I'm, I'm 64 years old. So you can I, I've done seen the the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s, and we in the 2020s. So I've seen 60 some years of this country's uh, 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 evolving. Okay, I've seen it, and what I what I see is is that as far as black men are concerned, we still are held to a different standard than the rest. And it's so obvious in John Morant's situation. Now, nobody, I'm, I'm not a gun, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a gun advocate. I never took y'all out of gun shooting. I never let y'all learn how to shoot. Guns never was part of my life, nor is hunting. Okay? The only kind of gun I got is for protection for my family and for myself if something happens to me in a situation. That's all it is. That's all I have. That's all I care about. But we live in a society now. We live in a society now where your average person owns three or four guns, right? And nobody said that that's against the law. So it ain't against the law for me to hold my gun either. So, so again, and like I said, this will prevent us from just dancing around in circles. And like I said, we can have the conversation off, uh, off the podcast here in a minute. Nobody has said that he cannot, he can, he can own a million guns. You can walk in his house and you got to step over guns to get to the bathroom. That's his private personal life. 
But as soon as you turn that camera on and you welcome the rest of the world into that, you can't then tell the rest of the world that they can't say nothing about it. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a question to see if, if, if you have this information, you do it. If you don't, I'm going to tell you what I heard and you can check it out and see if it's, if, if it's correct. What I heard, and that was this morning, and you may have heard it too since you've been watching the shows. All I heard was that 125 people saw that before it got took off. I don't know how many people saw it. All it takes is for one. And once the 125 people saw it, somebody shared it with a national outlet because don't nobody know who the person who turned their phone on was. Somebody got paid for that, that footage, which broadcasted it to the rest of the world. Yeah, but the guy that was driving was the one's phone that was on. So that's the point. If I'm John Moran and I see somebody with my phone on, I damn sure ain't going to give them the opportunity to record me doing anything that may or may not cause me some drama at work. Okay. That's no different than me going downtown, down here in Louisville on 4th Street, and I'm going to the bar. I'm standing on top of the bar, pouring shots and jumping up and down and doing everything else and get into a bar fight. And then if that gets to uh, to Humana and I got to go in and answer to it, then I'm going to get mad and say, well, I didn't break any laws. I didn't break any company, whatever, whatever. It's like, no, bro, you out here publicly intoxicated. You're a bad representation of our company, especially in a leadership role. I'm a team lead. So does the Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies have the authority to tell John Moran he can't own a gun? Nobody told him he can't own a gun. So what are they saying then? Why are you brandishing a weapon for social media? Okay. And I guess I'm confused here. What does the word brandish mean? Flashing. What does flashing mean? Come on now. (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm serious. What does it mean to you? What does it mean? What does that mean? Flashing. Showing off, showcasing, showing, showing, showcasing, showing the gun, showcasing, showing the showing the gun, showing the gun. Okay, I own a gun, but I can't show my gun. Who the hell are you showing it to, and for what? Question: I own a gun, I can't show my gun. I asked you, who are you showing it to? Let's just use you because you just. So first of all. I'm 38. I've seen take, I've seen your gun even as a child. Let, I saw it. Let's take let's take one question at a time. Okay? I cannot show my gun that I own legally. You can show it to whoever you want to. Then what's wrong? I'm asking you again, why are you broadcasting it to the world? Okay. Then this is just me talking. Not in defense of John Morant, but in defense of rights of individuals. Okay? I go out and buy a gun I like. Mm-hmm. It's my gun. Paid for it. Mm-hmm. I like it. And you know what? Because of the days we live in and times we're living in, everybody, sh- people show what they ate last or what they're eating on, all, on the all phone. All day no? long. I collect sneakers. I show my shoes. Okay, then. So if I got a gun that I like and it's my gun and I show it and I take and I let it be known or I show it not directed to anybody, I just let it be shown that I have a gun. 
Who is supposed to chastise me for that? Nobody. So all drama ran did and trust me, I don't I don't I ain't nobody I don't know who you're talking about, the rapper is. I don't listen to dirty rap. I don't listen to that kind of music at all. I don't I don't know about the artist, whatever, and I understand what their image portrays. But if, if I'm not mistaken, how old is John Morant? 23? 23. Okay. Yeah. At 23 years old, how much maturity do you think a 23-year-old has with $100 million? That's, that's the justification for the first incident. You're absolutely right. He was young. He made a mistake. Okay, so what? Fine. That's the hat you want to hang it on. That's fine for the first incident. Now, had he uh, let a year or two go by and you know what, here we are again, then you know what, you might be able to use it a second time. Like, come on, man. Like, No, but what, I'm going to ask you this, though. What, what's an incident? What do you mean? What's incident? Yeah, first incident. What do you mean incident? What, what incident? You in a strip club flashing a gun. That's an incident. Holding a gun. Holding a gun. You by the handle. Holding flat. If you turn a camera on, I flashed it for the camera. He could have been in there holding a gun all night long. Hell, he could have shot in the air and let all the strippers dance on him. As long as nobody else saw it, who gives a care? I'm trying not to cuss. Who okay, cares? Well, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is this. There's, you know, there's terminology involved here, right? I mean, so, you can try to boil no, it down however you want to no, boil it down to change no, no, the no. conversation. No, 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 no. Let's just stick with let's just stick with what we're talking about. The words we've been using. I use the word show. You use the word flash or brandish. Okay. Okay. When you hear the word flash, that's like somebody waving a gun around menacingly, right? Flash is quick. Flash is like showing my gun, right? Mm-hmm. In a menacing, in a menacing way, right? Which is what this conversation is about. Go ahead. Okay, so if I flash a gun, which means I did it in a menacing, threatening way. If I brandish my gun, that means I'm you. I'm holding it in a threatening way. Am I wrong there? Correct me if I am. I mean, however you're trying to boil down the terminology and then add in extra layers of vocabulary. No, that's, I'm just, you, that's I'm neither just, here nor there. I get bro, what you're I'm, trying to do. So no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm searching for facts here. You're, okay? you're trying to change the narrative and you're trying to break it down versus flashing, branding, showcasing. Like at the end of the day, again. So we're not dancing in circles. John ja Morant can own any type of gun he wants to. And going back to your earlier point, if John ja Morant walked into a, a store and said, man, here's a, a nine millimeter special edition, whatever, whatever, I'm going to purchase this for my own personal collection. That's a whole lot different than sitting in a car banging rap music with all his click and everybody else. And then the particular lyrics that's coming across the screen is talking about pulling out your gun and shooting and this and that. And then he's dancing to the lyrics, holding his gun. That's the image that he's portraying out to the rest of the world, that you're some kind of hardcore gangster, whatever you want to be. That's how it can be misconstrued. 
So you can't. Okay. Hold on. Go ahead. So you can't put him in the same box as a responsible gun owner because the context matters. You brought up orange hat and camouflage earlier. The context matters. Okay. Let me ask you a question. All right. When you saw the video of John Morant, this last one, right? Mm -hmm. In our black community, does that upset anybody? It should. No. Does it? No. Okay, then. Who does it upset? I don't know. Who does it upset? Who's upset now? Who's talking about it? You skip Bayless's, your your Max Kellerman's, your your your, your TV, uh, 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 Uncle Tom's. Who, who who's upset with it? Except a certain segment of, of society. So what I'm saying to you is that listen to what you're saying, and I'm a, I'm gonna be sure to make sure uh, I send this playback to you or get it to you in some shape, form, or fashion so you can hear it, and maybe you might have a a change of opinion when you when you hear how it sounds. Okay. Why are we trying to justify it? You said who in our community is upset. And I'm saying to you, in my opinion, if that labels me as an Uncle Tom, then so be it. All of our community should be upset because we need to get rid of this damn, this this stereotype that it's cool to ride around in the hood with a bunch of fucking guns in the car with young African males. Guns, drugs, alcohol, everything else in the car. For what? Guess what? The young man, uh, uh, was it uh, Tamir Rice? In the playground with a with a with a BB gun, something that looked like a gun, and the child lost his life. So an incident like that, that right there alone, should man, look, we need to be more responsible. Ain't nobody saying you can't have a gun on you. Well, why the hell am I riding around in the car, flashing them out the window, holding it up like some damn menace? We done seen too many movies, The Purge and everything else. Why do you think we watch The Purge? It looks crazy. Have you ever seen that movie? There's several of them. There's so many of them. The only one I like was the one where... The, but what I'm saying to you is the, the premise of the movie is just pure chaos and outrage, and it looks crazy. Bunch of lunatics riding around, guns hanging all out the window, running around amok. It's right? Okay. And what... what oh, I mean, you know what? I'm glad you used that, that, that movie. Because in that movie, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but in that movie, there's a time frame where there is no law. Mm-hmm. For twelve, for twenty four hours, there ain't no law, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the law, so that those situations right there don't happen. Because that's what will happen if there's lawlessness in this world, right? Right. But we have the law, mm-hmm. and the law is meant to do what? Keep people in check, right? Because if you break the law, there's the consequences of you losing your freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So, and this is the point I'm making, and, and, and trust me, we're not too far apart. And all I'm saying to you is this, and I have to go back to what I just made a, a, a point about a moment ago. To one person, it's brandishing. To another person, he just showed his gun. Who's right? Nobody's right because it's all opinionated. Right. The only one that's right is John Moran holding a gun, and he's the only one who can tell you what frame of mind I was in when I had it. So again, I don't care if I'm on. listening to. Hold, hold on, on, wait a minute. Let me, ahead, my my bad, Let me finish my, my talk. Let me finish my talk. Let me finish my talk. I don't care if I'm listening to Too Short. 
or whoever's on the on on my record on my in my stereo, that don't mean that's what I'm saying. That Nobody's don't mean accusing that, him of that. But but if I'm not mistaken, you just said something about what he was listening to, the lyrics, the image that he is portraying out to the world. So guess what? I'm gonna pause you real quick, okay? Go I ahead. listen to a lot of hardcore gangster rap, crazy lyrics, whatever. But I don't listen to it around my kids. I don't listen to it while my kids are in the car. I don't listen to it while my kids are in the house. There's a reason for that. I don't want my kids to be influenced by what they hear and run around out in the yard cussing and everything. How do you think I learned to cuss? You mentioned too short. You think I didn't hear all that stuff y'all was listening to? <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. So just yeah. because I didn't cuss in your presence growing up, Outside at that park and everywhere else, I was letting them fly. Hey, well, let me and, and, let me say this though about what you just said. There's difference in lyrics these days, ain't it? A whole lot. If they're ten times worse, I, I'm saying too short wasn't promoting violence at all. He wasn't. He wasn't promoting. Now he was using bitch. He was. He had a whole song called cuss words. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying to you. That that's right. the difference. So so this is perfect, and this is how we gonna close it out. This is perfect. Good. What I'm Good. saying to you, growing up, the lyrics back then were nowhere near as detrimental compared to what it is now. All the music that's put out now is kill each other, rob each other, mask up and do this and do that. All the way to the point to where these young kids now, man, they walking around in ski masks going to school as if it's fashionable. And then you look up and you see John Morant riding around in the car, showing guns. He's in a strip club with his, with his shirt off chains and stuff everywhere. Like, bro, that's what we're saying. So going back to your question that you asked a few minutes ago, and this is perfect. And this is how we can close it. I'm saying to you at some point in time, as leaders in our community, and as much as we talk about how we got to change this and give our kids better environments and this and that, that and this, everybody should be like, come on, bro. We counting on you to help influence these kids. And you're right. The parents should not be saying, go look to John Morant as a savior or anybody you're supposed to be like. But I'm saying, like, come on, bro. You're not helping our argument. I agree. I agree with you on that right there. That's and all like I'm said, saying. Okay, and you know what? And I'm going to close it out with this. I'm going to give you a little bit of food for thought maybe for your next podcast or whoever. I'm going to give you a name. R. Kelly. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. A lot of people love R. Kelly's music, don't they? Or didn't they? Yeah, or still do. They? do. Hell, still do. Okay. A lot of women love R. Kelly's music, didn't they? Uh-huh. Bump and Grind, which was one of my favorites. I don't really like R. Kelly. I never have really liked him, R. Kelly, but he was a beggar and he was always crying to women. But people <laughs> love R. Kelly, didn't they? Uh huh. And look what he was doing for years. And guess what? Had I'm he, waiting. Had he not turned that camera on, nobody ever would have known. I'm going to say it again. How many years was he involved with this? before it ever came to where it got to? Probably plenty. 20 years, wasn't it? 20 plus. Yeah. He got 14, 15-year-old under underage minor girls pissing on him and everything else. What did that do to his image? It did a lot, hell. What do you mean? 
Yeah, because he did it. So he's guess, guilty. But here's the thing, and I'm not. I'm not. That's a whole other avenue. I don't even want to go down that road. I was no. I'm talking about guilt and innocence. But what, that's I'm, what I'm talking, I'm not talking is, about. Here's the issue, though. I'm not justifying what he done. So, people that's listening, please don't don't twist my words. What I'm saying to you is, had he not turned on a video camera and recorded it and whoever leaked it or put it out for the rest of the world to see. That's the issue. Nobody knew he was doing all these things until the rest of the world could actually see it. Same situation with John Morant, bro. He could have ran around his strip club, butt naked with machine guns and everything he wanted to do. Nobody would have known except for the people that was in the room that night. All I'm saying is, turn your phone off. Then guess what? Memphis can't say nothing. The NBA can't say nothing. Shannon Sharp can't say nothing because they never would have known. It's a private event. I don't know too many gun owners that want to ride around and let everybody know what they got on them because guess what? Now if I want to rob John Morant, I got to be prepared because I know he got a gun on him at all times. So guess what? That might result in that young man losing his life just because he wanted to have fun and and dance to some rap lyrics in the car. Can I ask you one more question before you get off? Feel free. Okay. Yeah. So you telling me that there's a difference in John Morant holding his gun inside a vehicle, not pointing it, just got it in his hand, holding it up, and some white guy a majority guy, I don't want to use the word white, black, I don't like doing that, but some one of the majority riding around his truck with three or four rifles in the back window that can shoot for two miles. The guy with the rifles in his back window don't have influence on the rest of the world. And that's why I'm telling y'all, y'all trying to compare apples to oranges. You can't say because Billy Bob got us. Uh, no, hold on, no, bro, this is important. You can't I'm say because go. Billy Bob in Hickman County riding around with a rifle in the back of his window is okay and John Morant flashing a gun is not because guess what? Nobody knows who Billy Bob is. The whole entire world knows who John Morant is. Nobody cares about what Billy Bob is doing. Billy Bob don't have no influence on nobody else. Okay. Okay. I get you. I get you. So what the bottom line is that I get from all of this is this. The more money you have, right, the more you held accountable as a public influence. Are you serious? I'm going to hit the button on you once again because the amount of money you have is meaningless. Hell, Joker got $200 million. Joker ain't got no influence on nobody. Ain't no kids running around talking about they want to be like Joker. It's people running around with dreads, got their hair dyed up and everything because they see John Morant doing it. So I'm t- saying to you that if these kids are sitting out here changing their appearance and changing their everything, how they maneuver because of what they see on TV, and if they keep seeing him with a gun, then damn it, they're going to want to go get a gun. Right. Why do you think I don't bring none around my kids and bring nothing in this house? Peyton is too curious. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to picture that scenario. I understand that exactly, and I I do understand that right. But at the same time, it's almost unavoidable. If they don't see it with you, they're going to see it somewhere. They're going to see it out there. That's my point. And now I'm saying to you that if my kids walk outside these doors 
and go down the street or go wherever they need to go, they're going to see it here. And then they're going to turn on the TV and see it again. And guess what? Now it looks like a norm. Why are we wanting that to be a norm? And I guess the only thing I can say to that would be this. And I would look at it as an opportunity to educate my kids. To give them the perspective of what you see is not what is real. It's not the way the world really, really is. Because you use the you use Jokic, Jokic, whatever his name is. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but when he won his MVP last year, he's into horses and something where he's from, right? Wherever, yeah. Yeah. And they show videos of him and his horse stable with his horses. How many Americans or people in the world do you believe that live in the same kind of environment of horses? You from up around where it's a bunch of horses. How many people around Louisville can relate to jokers and them horses? Nobody that looks like me. That's my point. So everybody who's got a problem with John Morant don't look like him. So here's the deal. And we'll leave it alone because that's perfect. Why would I care what somebody who don't look like me or have the same uh, resources and live in the same environments as me does? The person that I want to look towards that has anything in common of my upbringing and my neighborhoods and things like that. Why would I want him to look exactly like what I already know exists out there. That's the well, whole point of the conversation. That's the whole point of what Shannon Sharp and all of them are saying, bro. Like, why are you trying to look like what we thought you was trying to escape from? Okay. And I'm going to finish it with this because I like the way you ended that. And I like the fact that you use Shannon Sharp. And, and this right here may, may it, this may offend some people, and I don't know if it will or if it won't. I don't know. And I'm just speaking about what I perceive and, and my perception. And we had this conversation before, too, uh, Adrian. The war, okay, and, and, and I know this is going down the, 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 in the weeds. But you know how I always talk to you about the NFL and NBA, more so NFL as a plantation-type, owner-type, <laughs> slave-master-type environment. Okay. Okay. Remember having that? Okay. And we all know that back then they were allowed to punish their slaves however way they saw fit, whether it was whipping with a whip or burn them or cut, whatever they wanted to do, they could punish them any kind of way they wanted to, right? Okay. Those days are gone. How are they punishing black men today in your perspective? I'll answer it. They're taking them through the social media and raking them through the coals. That's how they whoop them. And, and you know what else? This is how they lash them, by taking away their profitability. We can't do nothing else to them. We can take your damn money. We can stop you from earning money. That's all they got. And that's what the road they're going down. And I'm going to end it with this. It wouldn't surprise me. And I'm not defending John Morant's actions as a 23-year-old guy with that kind of money because if I was 23 years old and you just said it yourself a while ago you answered the question at the, in that last statement John Moran don't give a damn about what nobody thinks he don't give a damn if you think he lost 200 million if that don't bother him you didn't heard a statement before if you like it I love it if John Moran likes it we gotta love it cause it ain't none of our business that's fair it? 
That's fair. And I'm gonna leave it at this and then we we, Good. Out, we out for for sure. That's what's uh, up, Agent. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I get your analogy because like I said, we've had that conversation before. And I I slightly disagree in the sense of they can't control his social media because that's personal. They can't attack him for his social media unless he puts it out there. And that's what this all boils down to. I control what goes on my Facebook. I control what goes on my Instagram. If I don't want it out there, then I don't have to put it out there. So at the end of the day, that's why I'm saying to you, people are running away from the accountability of his actions. If you know something's going to create a possibility of getting some kind of backlash or some kind of, I don't want to give them any reason to try to take away what I done earned. And going back to John Morant, not caring or whatever, like it's obvious that he don't care because if I had a hundred or $200 million and my team is out of the playoffs, I damn sure ain't going to be riding around in the car with, with all my partners when I could be somewhere on the Island uh, at one of them strip clubs that he was with uh, in outside uh, Colorado. So that right there is a whole nother conversation. Like, why are you always in an environment with a bunch of men flashing guns? Like, that right yeah, there in his own self is suspect. If, if you notice, though, Adrian, we've been trending in this area for over a decade or two now. We've been seeing guys go around with their posses or with their with they boys for for years now. You know what? That's a great word you use. And after this, we definitely gone because it's been almost two hours. You use the Go word ahead. posse. You remember a few years ago when Phil Jackson accused LeBron James of having a posse and this and that, and LeBron and them took offense to that? Why do exactly. you think that is? Uh, because the term posse. Comes with what? Comes with a stereotyping of a black guy with a bunch of guys around him uh, uh, in a group. That's what a posse Doing is. Doing what? Doing what? Whatever they want to. So here you are. You got LeBron in his circle and their businessmen and million-dollar meetings, agents, and everything else. And then you got John Morant and his posse riding around in a car full of guns and throwing up signs and doing whatever they want to do. But both were viewed in the same light. That's the difference, and that's the part that people are talking about, bro. It don't matter whether you got guns or not, the world is going to view you in a certain light. John Moran is not helping his case. Does it reach a level, but does it reach a level that, 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 that calls for discipline? Reach a level that calls for discipline. Right. Okay. Within the organization that he represents, that's on them. And guess what? So hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. So if I go out and I hit somebody and I leave the scene, right, and John Morant runs a red light, who's in the more trouble? The person who hit somebody. Okay, then. So what John Morant done does not deserve what he's getting. That's, you know what? That's a whole nother conversation. We might have to do a follow-up to that. Okay, I'm good. Because I'm good. I'm good. What I'm saying to you, bro, how do you say he doesn't deserve it when at the end of the day 
he represents a com- the Memphis Grizzlies is a company. He represents my company. So if I say to you, bro, like, no, nah, you got to chill. So they did the investigation to figure out how the gun even got there. That was a whole nother issue. You got a gun from Memphis to Colorado. That's under investigation. You know what? It's damaging to the image. It's damaging to your brand. It's damaging to whatever you want to call it. Here, man, take some time away real quick. We'll do this press conference. Get on TV with Jalen Rose. Even if you're lying, which obviously he was, tell him, like, man, you done learned from him. You ain't going to do it again, whatever, whatever. Let's get back to business as usual. Do whatever the hell you want to. Who cares? But then you turn around and do it again. <laughs> like, come on, man. You ain't going to sit there and tell me that now Memphis ain't. Now they're forced to do something about it. You give them no okay. other choice but to do something about it. So when okay. people come on TV and say, bro, like, that's stupid, that's foolish, then y'all attack the people who's trying to talk some sense into the kid. Okay. That's crazy. Great conversation. Okay. It is that. And, and the only thing I'm going to say about this is this, okay? And I was making this point a while ago. A while ago. And I'm going to go back to that same point what I was making when I was talking about the, the the plantation and the slave and all that. Even back during those times, we had black people who were over other black people because they had won the trust of the owner, right? So they had to capitulate part of their culture, part of their history in order to get a better life for themselves, they had to adopt, adapt some of the owner's views and ideas and and implement his rules and laws, even to the point to where other black men had to whoop other black men, right? Okay. So what I'm saying to you is simply this. That scenario has always been in place. One black man going to talk about another. And that's the reason why people call Shannon, reason why people call Shannon Sharp Tom is because sometimes he comes off like a Tom, sitting over there helping Skip Bayless talk about other black men. He does it on every show. This is how he comes about doing it. I'm gonna give you the low lights. Don't nobody want the low lights. Everybody wants the highlights. If you resort to the low lights, you got to run around and pick everything you can negative about a person and bring that to the table. And that's what Skip Bennett does every single topic. And Senator Sharp co-signs every bit of it. Yep, Skip, you're right. Next time you watch it, count how many times it's here, bro. So they know next time you watch it. And that's why I'm saying it's like, bro, like, we got to watch this this thin line that we skate between – using that term Uncle Tom as it relates to the plantation and everything that you just said in regards to you had your your field person, you had your house person, and Thank you. you just used the words adopt the ideology of their master or whatever it is. And it's like, bro, we're well past that in terms of how society functions. And I'm saying to you that if I'm watching somebody – go down a path where they could possibly crash and burn. And I try to pull you back and offer you some advice that may help you just because you don't like it. Doesn't mean I'm an uncle Tom. Yeah. Agent, but I don't see John Moran crashing and burning. Crashing and, and burning so, that's the, so that's the issue right there. 
that's the issue right there. And like I said, we'll leave it alone. Okay. Because I don't see how me holding a gun makes you think I'm going to crash and burn. So guess what? I ain't shot nobody. We'll find out in the coming weeks. We'll find out in the coming weeks because Nike's going to have a decision to make. And if they take that damn shoe deal from him before he even gets a shoe in the stores, they just now released him. You're going to lose the deal before you even have an opportunity to make any money off of it because you wanted to brandish a gun. That's stupid. That's dumb as hell. Okay, let me ask you one question, and I I know we got to go. Okay, so let's talk about Nike and Parade. Why do they choose John Morant to be the uh, uh, face of of, of, of Parade? Not spokesperson, face, face. They're not asking them to talk. They're just asking them their image to be used. Because of the influence that he has on the rest of the world. That's, That's business. That's marketing. Okay, and I'm going to push back on you with the word influence because I don't think it's much about influence. I think it's, it's about all about influence. Talk. Everybody ain't got their own signature shoe or own TV selling any product. It's about let who me, you target. He has an let audience. Me cl- let me clarify my point, what I was going to say. It's about popularity. That's still popularity and influence go hand in hand. I don't know if popularity and influence go hand in hand. Are you serious? If I'm a popular person, then that means that people are looking at me. And if people are looking at me, they want to copy what I do. Okay. Because it's popular. Okay. So popular means something that's liked, right? Popular. It's something that's being talked about now. Which one? Popular is you are liked amongst the masses. Popularity is a thing that it, it requires the masses. Okay, I'm. What I'm, my my question was: Does that does that define how much they like you or dislike you, or just the fact that you are the topic? How much they like you? That that makes you popular, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, AR-15 is a popular gun. Yes. Right. Because everybody likes it. Yes. Right? Okay, so if Nike thinks that everybody likes John Morant, right? Okay. That's why they want his face. Of course. Because everybody likes him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They see what we see is this kid is a phenomenal is a phenomenon that ain't been in the NBA maybe never what he's doing at that position, right? Okay. So they want his image, his face to sell what? The product. Exactly. So the more you are liked, the more you're going to sell our product is why they're using John Moran now, right? Yes, marketing, business, yes. Sales, sales. Yes. That's all sales. the same. Okay. It goes hand in hand. Okay, so I know that Nike wants me, my face, so they can make more money because whatever money they're giving me, I bet you they make four times as much Absolutely. off of the product. Go ahead. Okay. Where are you getting to? What I'm getting to is simply this. If you on my face, you using me. <laughs> you using my image to benefit yourself. So you telling me you rather cut your own throat to spite your face than go on and cut it. Go ahead. They I'm good. I didn't John call Morant you. More than he need them. John Moran didn't call them. 
They called him. No, John Morant was in line as soon as they let Kyrie Irving go. Had Kyrie Irving not done what he done, John Morant may or may not even be in the conversation of having his own shoe this quick. Exactly. So what I'm saying to you is, dog, like, and this is it, because like I said, we we pushing two hours. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What I'm saying to you is, John Morant can do whatever he wants to. Nobody's saying that Nike's holding him by the balls and he has to walk his straight line. It's like, bro, you have the whole world warning you. You have it all at the cusp of your hands. Why would you throw it away on your own? You're right. doing it to yourself. Like, ain't nobody doing nothing to him. He done it to himself. All right. And I, and I guess I'm going to end it with this right here. Like you said, to me, it's like the guy that goes to Vegas. If I want to sit at the crap table and lose a million dollars of my money, how you going to cry if I ain't crying? So guess what? This is how we going to leave it right here. What do they say? Good. What happens in Good. Vegas stays in Vegas. Turn the <laughs> camera off. I don't, I don't know if that's true anymore. Because everybody got their camera on. I don't know what stays. I don't know if they done stays nowhere no more, huh? Exactly. Social media. You're right. All right, man. Great I love you. I, I, I appreciate the opportunity, uh, and I hope uh, I hope I did well. For uh, everything's perfect. I'll let you know the feedback because I'm sure plenty okay. of people are gonna listen to it. All right, man. I love you, bro. Love and you I love you, son. You ain't my bro. You my son. Don't forget that. I love you, son. Love you too. All right. Have a good day. Hit me back, okay? All right. All right, bye. Toasted, yeah. no competition. Amnesia coasting. Yeah. I feel so high, I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amnesia coasting. I feel so live, and I know why that I can't deny. Amnesia coasting. Giddy fine wine, fools mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.